This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series where we react to the latest Arsenal news, matches, transfers, etc. etc. And today we're going to be looking at the published financial uh, numbers which have now been analysed by the one and only Swiss Ramble. Very, very thankful for Swiss Ramble being about to tell us things in simple terms so we can understand them and hopefully I can kind of react to this news and put it to even more simple terms so more people can understand them even further. So let's crack on with today's show. Now, first things first, this is not the only show of the day. I will be having a chat a little bit later on this evening at 9 o'clock UK time. So don't worry, I'm not interrupting any of your other shows, your same old Arsenals, etc. So make sure you tune in for all those other shows that are on this evening as well. But at 9 o'clock, I'll be having a chat to Soph, uh, Soph about kind of basically Arsenal's league position. We don't really see uh, things in the same way necessarily. So it should be quite a good debate to talk about. And I know a lot of people that feel like I don't represent their views. Hopefully, Sophie is going to provide that other end of the spectrum for you. So make sure you tune in at nine o'clock. But we're here to talk about the financial publication of the, of the results of everything, basically, um, from 2019-20, which Swiss Ramble has now um, analysed. If you have, uh, if you don't follow Swiss Ramble, you should do. Basically, for all clubs, it's not just Arsenal breaks down. Um, lots of financial stuff regarding football around the world, um, and it's important to, to get a kind of feeling and. And understanding around this stuff. Now, I want to kick off the show initially by saying I am not a financial expert by any means, uh, which is why I'm very thankful for people like Swiss Ramble that can outline this information, make it easy to understand, and then allow us to interpret it. And I might interpret it completely different to what someone else is. In fact, I can pretty much guarantee you that I will see it in a different way. So what I am going to be doing is just giving you how I feel and what I think needs to happen going forward based upon. I'm not going to go through everything because there is a lot and there are certain things that are good news, bad news. Certain There's a lot of things that are important, obviously. And I think that one of the key things about this is obviously how this impacts Arsenal's 
effectiveness in the transfer market and what it means for Arsenal's transfer markets going forwards and how we need to ultimately conduct our business going forwards and what Arsenal need to achieve also in regards to what happens on the pitch in the short and the long term. So let's go through some of the key things. So he starts off by saying Arsenal ultimately made a loss after tax, which increased uh, from the season prior to 1920, which was 27 million, up to 48 million pounds in 1920. Now, we know that the pandemic hit us during that season, towards the end of that season. So there was an impact on it, which means that whatever we see now is going to be even worse when they published the results of uh, of 2021, because that entire season has been affected by the pandemic and playing behind closed doors and the lack of match revenue, et cetera, et cetera. And for Arsenal, match revenue is a big part of their income, of course, with a 60,000-seater stadium, with season ticket holders, et cetera. That is a big, big part of, of their revenue. So not having that is obviously going to impact things. They also, uh, and Swiss Ramble goes on to talk about other things that, there was a drop in player sales in the summer of 2020. We only basically sold Emmy Martinez. He was the only person that we really got any money for during that window. And the window prior, we were able to sell players like Alex Awobi for a very decent fee to Everton. And we sold Christian Bielik to Derby for another decent fee too. Remember him. So we weren't able to offset this last summer window, the losses with any player sales of note. And we got rid of a lot of players for nothing, and we terminated contracts. Now, I see that still as a positive thing. I know that in financial terms, people are looking at it as an absolute mess that we weren't able to get any money in for these players. But considering who they were, the money that they were on, I still look at it as a positive thing that we moved these players on, regardless of the fact that we weren't able to necessarily get any money in for them. Broadcasting, which is obviously impacted by COVID, of course, um, fell uh, 64 uh, million pounds uh, from 183 to 119, and match day dropped for, by 17 million pounds from 96 million to, to 79 million. Obviously, uh, that that was going to happen during that period. Um, wage bill fell seven million pounds by three percent overall to 20, uh, 225 million pounds, while other expenses were cut. Uh, to eight million to uh, by eight million, sorry, to seventy-seven million. I'm going to cu- carry on down because it's just basically you can read this all online. I want to get to the part of stuff where I'm talking uh, more than anything else. Um, it's not great. Swiss Ramble says that we made this loss, um, but the fact is there is some kind of positives in that. That Spurs and Everton, two clubs which we are in competition with to get kind of progress and and be competing in that top four with. Um, made greater losses than we did. Um, They will ultimately get better revenue this season from the fact that they are going to be finishing in higher parts of the table and qualifying for European competition, most likely at this stage. Now, there's another interesting factor that I want to talk about. Um, We talked, so as as we said, that Alex Iwobi and Christian Bielik uh, were massive kind of factors in us offsetting some of the losses in the summer of uh, 2019, 2020. We weren't able to do that. Um, But there is a couple of things I want to talk about specifically to do with the manager. Uh, So, uh, which I can should be able to scroll down to find uh, and how much it actually cost us to get rid of Arsene Wenger, Unai Emery, and then come into uh, the era of, of Mikel Arteta, which hopefully I should be able to find fairly soon it is here somewhere effectively whilst i try and find it it cost us 31 million pounds to get rid of arsene wenger 
um, bring in Unai Emery, get rid of Unai Emery, and then bring in Mikel Arteta. It's not a cheap process getting rid of managers. And for a club like Arsenal that ultimately are in a situation where we are restricted in, in the levels of finances that we can do. Oh, look, there's Mike replying to Swiss. Um, so scroll down a bit more. I think it's further down. Um, let me see if it is Arteta. My, my, my search function isn't working for some reason. I don't really know why. Um, but it's there. It's there somewhere. <laughs> it's there somewhere. It basically, it cost us £31 million uh, to get rid of Unai Emery and Arsene Wenger and bring in uh, Mikel Arteta. I can't seem to find it on here, but if you go on to Swiss Rambles Twitter and you have a scroll down, it, it will be there. It is there, um, which is really frustrating. Now I can't find it. Um, but what I do find interesting, what I want to talk about mainly, is basically the fact that player... <laughs> The amount of money that we've spent on players over the last four years, and when I say four seasons, that doesn't include this one. It's talking about between 2015, 16 and 2019, 20, is that we've spent the better part of £561 million, pounds, here we go, um, on, on the amount of money that we've spent on bringing players in. Um, we've made a hundred. Well, in the in the 1920 season, we spent 182 million on player purchases like Pepe, Tierney, Saliba, Martinelli, Pablo, Marie, Louise, and agents' fees, which was above the average of those four years of 140 million pounds. And we've spent that amount of money. And when it all comes down to people going, Arsenal don't spend money. That's a complete fabrication. Arsenal spend money. We spend a hell of a lot of money. It's ridiculous how much we actually spend on players coming into the club. The problem is, is that we've spent that money incredibly poorly. And we've spent it on players that ultimately have not either improved us or have not reached the potential that we thought they would have. And that's the issue that Arsenal have continually done over the years is we keep bringing in players that are not progressing us, are not better really than what we've already got. Or if they are better, when they arrive, they don't fulfil what we expect them to be able to fulfil. And that is a really, really big problem. I don't want to get bogged down on saying the things that we've done wrong. I'd rather really focus on the things that Arsenal need to change. And what ultimately Arsenal are going to need to change is a lot of things about how they tackle the transfer market. Now, I've seen, and this is what also really gives me the confidence that we still have the right setup in place right now, is because I see what we did in the summer of 2020, where we went out and we signed Thomas Partey and Gabriel, two players that are good, that are really quality players in positions that we needed to upgrade in, and they improved on the positions that we needed to improve in. And those areas are what needs to be continued with in the summer of 2021. I've published an article just now about 10 minutes ago on 101. You can find it on the Twitter feed at uh, the Guna Talk TV um, and at 101 Great Goals. Of the type of signings that Arsenal need to make, is that Arsenal are in a situation now where we have quite a lot of young players. We're probably still going to lose a fair few of them. Reese Nelson, Eddie Nketiah, Joe Willock, um, following Balogun. These guys are going to go. And there's a, a few young players that are going to move on. But Arsenal still have a lot of young players at the club. Bakayo Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, Kieran Tierney, Gabriel Magalhaes, uh, Gabriel Martinelli. You've got young players, William Saliba, Konstantinos Mavropanos, the brilliantly named Greek defender. There's lots of young players players at this club and 
That's great because it means they'll gradually develop and we can give them opportunities and then get into that first team. But what it means is that now, with Arsenal in the position that they are in, is that they need to take that summer 2021 market as a cornerstone to bring in players that are going to be either just about to reach or are already in their prime. Last year, I sat here on the channel and I said that we need to be targeting, targeting players of like a lower age profile um, and we need to be looking at trying to find those gems. And there is still part of us that will always still need to do that. We still do need to find the bargains, find the young gems, find the, the hidden secrets of the transfer market. Yes, that needs to happen. But because of what's happened this season, because of the pandemic, because of a lot of other factors, Arsenal must attack the 2021 market, market very ruthlessly. They need to be targeting players that are going to come into this team and smash it straight away. Don't need a transition year. We'll have an immediate impact. Because that is how we back the coach. That is how we change our fortunes. You look at the impact on Everton this season. Everton went out in the summer of 2020. They'd already spent a hell of a lot of money. And they've gone out and they've spent money on the likes of Alan, Abdullah Decore, and James Rodriguez. Three players that were going to come into key positions in the team and obviously have an immediate impact, which they have done, in addition to already having some good young players at their disposal, like Dominic Calvert-Lewin, etc., and some other players at the club that they invested in prior, Richarlison, uh, Yeri Mina, Michael Keane, uh, Lucas Dean, all of these guys. It, Everton have gradually built a very good squad, and now they've added some really good prime talent to the team as well. And that is what Arsenal need to do as well, is that they need to look at the summer and they need to go, what players are going to be out there that are between the ages of 23 to 27 is what I'm looking at, more towards the 25, 26, 27 ages that are going to come straight in and have an impact. The problem is that that costs money. It costs a lot of money. Unless you are very savvy and you manage to pick out uh, absolute bargain from somewhere. Usually, signing players around the 25, 26, 27 age, like we did with Thomas Partey, costs a lot of money. Now, the question is, how, after a year's worth of a pandemic-hit season, are Arsenal going to be able to do that? How are they going to be able to get the money to do that? It's going to require a few things. And what one thing that I am positive about with this summer 2021 window that I was much, much, much less positive about in the summer of 2020 is our capacity to sell. In the summer of 2020, Arsenal were in a position where with the pandemic just hitting, clubs weren't really willing to set, willing to buy players. With how we've now got used to it, with football continuing, with the, the road out of this in a much brighter situation, there is going to be a more willing capacity of other clubs to go out and sign players. Yes, they might not have the financial means in some areas, but some clubs still will. And also, you have to think about the fact that Arsenal have loaned players out like Matteo Genduzzi and Lucas Torreira. They've got minutes, even though they wouldn't have been playing, arguably, at Arsenal, and they are sellable assets. The amount of players that Arsenal could look to sell in the summer of 2021 is much, much different to the summer of 2020. You've got the likes of, as I've already said, Genduzi and Torreira. You've then got the players of those young English guys that I've talked about that I would personally sell. Eddie Nketiah, Reese Nelson, Joe Willock. I've moved them all on. Get money in for them because we've got young guys coming through that can replace that young element 
into the team. We've got, I mean, for Eddie and Ketty, you've got Nikolai Moller, Tyrese John Jules coming through. For uh, Joe Willock, you've got the likes of Catalan Kurjan coming through. You've got Charlie Patino coming through. I know they're very young still, but they're coming through and they will develop gradually. Um, for Reese Nelson, we've got other players. You've got George Lewis, which I, I don't know if George Lewis is going to go anywhere, but you've got Taylor Hart. You've got some of these young guys coming through that will replace what we have lost. We've got other players in the squad like Mohamed Oneni, Callum Chambers, Alexandra Lacazette, these guys that we can move on. Some people would move on Granite Xhaka at the same time. Hector Bellerin is another player that could be moved on in the summer. Arsenal can move on a hell of a lot of players this summer and we could get a very decent amount of money in for them that could be reinvested straight back into the team. The second factor is the ownership. Is the ownership need to step up and they need to back this team? Because if they don't, as we talked about with Turkish last week, under that ownership, we're not going to go anywhere more. We need to see investment. Everton have had investment. Chelsea have had investment and they are pushing themselves by getting more players in, by getting more money into the club and spending it on transfers. It can't all be down to a self-sustaining model when you've wasted so much money already. Sometimes you need to put money in to make right the wrongs that we already did by wasting so many resources at this club. £561 million was spent between 2015 and 2019, and we sit 10th in the table. That is not reflective of the money that the club has spent because it has been spent very, very poorly. We have not upgraded. We have not improved the squad. And whilst I see positives in this team and in the recruitment over the last year, it still needs to be backed. It still needs to be supported. And that is a very, very big problem. Now, for the last kind of five minutes of the show, I do want to open the floor up to questions from you guys in the chat box. So if you do have any specific questions that relate to what we've been talking about, Please throw them into the chat box. Um, let me throw uh, up. I'm definitely going to be... <laughs> uh, I told you, Mike. I, I said it, mate. I, I said it from the start. I never had the faith. I just didn't. I just had that feeling. Um, and yes, I completely agree with you, Mike. Everton's current strategy is not particularly sustainable. Fast forward two, three years from now, if they don't get into the Champions League, Ancelotti will be gone with a lot of money at the door. I don't... I don't think Arsenal should. It's it's about taking the elements from what Everton have done. Is that Arsenal are in a different situation where we've got a hell of a lot more young, promising talent coming through than Everton currently do. But the thing is, Everton are succeeding with more players that are currently firing right now with your Calvert-Lewins, your Richarlison's, your Decore's, your James Rodriguez's, your Luca Dean's, uh, your Yeri Mina's. Like All of these guys are, are performing at the top of the game right now because they're doing really well. And Arsenal are in a very different situation where our senior players like Lacazette and Aubameyang aren't doing that well. And we are and Partey, who we signed, has been injured, and Gabriel has had his form hit after COVID happened, and Abdullah, uh, Abdullah Corey, uh, Pablo Maria has come in and done a good job since. But there's been issues throughout this season. Kieran Tierney's fitness has not been great. Hector Bellerin has been very, very poor. We haven't had the same amount of success with the players performing as the likes of Everton have. But what Everton have done, and what we need to do, is still look at that. Because I feel like Arsenal have the capacity now with the players that are coming through and the young guys that are in the squad to add three, maybe even four, 23 to 27, 28-year-olds into the team to have an immediate impact right now. Rather than going the other end of the spectrum, finding a 20-21-year-old player that's got a lot of potential and adding them into the team that are going to be good in a few years. No, we need people that are going to come in and have an immediate impact right 
now. Um, Vinny says, do you honestly th uh, think there will be money around through, uh, though, for transfers? Real and Barca are broke. All the leagues have been playing behind closed doors. Vinny, the, the honest answer is that we don't really know. We don't really know what is going to happen in the summer of 2021. But what I will say is that football seems to always find a way um <laughs> football always seems to kind of find a way that you could be in a billion euros worth of debt like barcelona is and yet they can still go out and sign players money is in the game football is money that is what we live in in this situation and there will still be clubs out there that will have money to spend and that they will be wanting to improve what they've got and there'll be clubs that have owners that are willing to inject money into them to recover themselves from the situation that we have found ourselves in at the moment so, yes, I still do think that there will be a capacity for transfers to happen. I think there will be capacity for Arsenal to sell players and that players will want to move on from the club as well. So, yes, I do. That is my honest answer. Um, just double-checking the time. I've not messed up. We're all good. Um, Dilly Diddy says, facts, Tom. The age group is vital for taking the club to a level we should be at. Experienced players we have are either past it or completely shambolic um let's scroll up a little bit more just in case i missed any other questions matt g says tom so does this mean we're not signing Messi on a free in the summer you know the the weird thing is that people go that no team in the world can afford to buy Messi, but the thing is whoever signs Messi is fine absolutely fine yeah he costs a lot in terms of wages signing on fee would be hilarious but Messi pays for himself in regards to the commercial side of him whichever club gets him it's it's not necessarily a free deal but in comparison, we spent a lot of money getting in Willian on a free deal through signing on fee and wages. And let me tell you, we ain't making that back commercially. <laughs> Trust me, we just aren't. Messi pays for himself. Now, Arsenal are not in a position to go anywhere near Lionel Messi. I'm not saying that. But when you see people touting around saying the likes of Man City, PSG can't afford to go for Messi, they can. And Barcelona and all the debt that they've got can still keep him. It is all down to Messi where he goes, but any club in the world would take him because of the amount of money that he brings in. It's as simple as that. I mean, just go look at Joan Laporta, who's the new Barca president's words on it previously a few months back. He explains it. That's how it happened. Um, Sabusiso says, why is our commercial revenue so low compared to other clubs in the top six? Um, that is a question that maybe someone else, maybe Mike in the chat can answer because uh, I'm not going to have a stab at answering when I honestly, I don't know. I don't know why it's 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 a lot worse. Uh, the Swiss Swiss Rambles thing. If you read it again, I've read it off. Been doing so much since in terms of commercial revenue. Uh, I'm sure there is a reason behind it. Maybe Mike in the chat he can answer that question for you. Uh, Teng Wang says we shouldn't delude ourselves to think top four was our goal, which was an achievement by chance than invention. What we didn't do was seeing since was seeing chance arrive. Grab them with both hands and push on. Um, Mike says, in regards to your question, uh, because of our marketability as a sliding team. So there you go. The fact that Arsenal are regressing and have begun to regress makes us less attractive in the commercial market. And success and money goes hand in hand in football, both on and off the pitch. And so clearly that is a reason as to why. JD says, get Aaron's Basuma Buendia. Total cost around 100 million. <laughs> we don't know how much it costs. Only JD, we don't know how much it would cost. Guarantees top four, he says. The thing is, JD, is that 
your mindset with that and how I look at that is is the same as what a lot of other people have, is that they're very... It's blinkered into looking at straight at Arsenal is think if we get these three players in, we're guaranteed to get top four. The problem is, is that Arsenal aren't on solid ground in regards to how they progress or how they grow. We're effectively on a bit of a conveyor belt and we're running against the grain of that conveyor belt. And yes, we can add things into ourselves like better players to run faster but all the while that conveyor belt is going to speed up by other teams also improving their squads continually spending money we've got to keep pace with that so we don't fall off the end of the conveyor belt or the treadmill maybe a treadmill is a better analogy for this it's you there's no guarantees absolutely no guarantees because funnily enough there are 19 other teams in our league that are not sitting still but they are investing, they are improving, they are spending money. And that's the problem that we face, unfortunately. Um, let's scroll to another question from Mr. Joe Kerr, who says, do we accept 18 months of dipping team form to try and address the finances? Or do we prioritise pushing forward into the top four and borrow against our future financial stability? Basically, Mr. Joe, what you're suggesting is, and I think what you're asking is, is do we risk is do we spend money now, arguably money that we may not even have and that would put us into debt, more debt, because we already are in debt, to try and get that Champions League football that would then generate the revenue to start gradually improving our, our, our financial situation to pay that off. I feel as, as a fan, it's very easy for me to turn around and go, yeah, stuff it, let's do it. <laughs> like, it's very easy for me to sit here and say, yeah, just do it. Like, just spend whatever it takes. And if it's coming from the owner, obviously it's less having an impact on, on the club's finances in itself and as long as it correlates with the regulations, however true these regulations are these days. Um it's hard for me in, in, in with my with my <laughs> my level-headed nature to say yes you should take the risk um and and just do it uh it's really hard for me to say that's the right course of action as a club um i would love to see us spend a lot of money in the summer i'd love to see us bring in a lot of money which would help us hopefully achieve our ultimate goal right now which is getting into the champions league and trying to compete at the top of the table. That's what we want to do. And that's not going to happen without money being spent. That's a fact. You don't get success 99 times out of 100. You will not get the success without the appropriate spending. You need a lot of things to go in your favour. You need a Leicester season where everyone else is performing horrifically, where everyone in your team stays fit, where team with players that you've signed from absolutely nowhere like Kante and Mares turn out to be absolute superstars. You need all these things to go your way for miracle seasons like that to happen. And they don't happen often, and they're much even more likely or less likely, sorry, to happen now. Um, unfortunately. And so Arsenal to get there need to spend. I as and I agree with what Turkish was saying on Tuesday that I don't feel under the current ownership that will happen because I don't see them investing. Even though they have invested, I don't see them investing to the relevant level that would be required for Arsenal. That is the problem that we faced at the moment. Um Matt Greek says, I am the chair of the East Sussex Arsenal Supporters Club. Tom, we have been told that all of our silvers are not being ref uh, silver seasons. Is that silver tickets or silver, uh, silver, sorry, season tickets or silver memberships are not being refunded for the next season? We are getting a 15 quid credit out of 55 pounds total. Um, 
that yeah I'm, are you surprised are you surprised matt because i wouldn't be surprised mate i really 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 wouldn't be surprised by that at all um so yeah not whatsoever i wouldn't be surprised but as mike says hit mike up on twitter and uh, i'm sure he wants to talk to you a bit about that uh, iron says tom do you think we could sell genduzzi and Torreira for 20 to 25 million in this current market or the others with that amount of money i'm expecting a loan maybe again who knows iron Maybe. Um, Genduzi, I think, only has a year left on his current deal after this season. So you're probably not looking at 20 plus. You're probably looking between around £15 million if we're lucky. Uh, El Nene, you're looking at sub 10. Terreri, you're looking around £15 million if that as well. Um, there'll be a lot of loan with obligations to buy, I think, actually, that might happen this summer as well. Like last summer, we saw that with a lot of clubs. But I think with the likes of Reese Nelson and Ketia and Joe Willock, if Joe Willock continues to do quite well at Newcastle, we could get a good fee for him in the Premier League. And Ketia, we could get an all right fee of a year left on his deal, maybe 10 to 15 million pounds. Reese Nelson, maybe in a similar bracket as well. But these things, they start to add up. Like they start to add up ultimately. And if you can start gaining, I don't like putting value on things really. And I hate when people go onto Twitter and say, look, if we sell all these guys for this amount and we buy all these players for this amount, we'll be fine. And well, look, we've made profit. Oh, it's like I should be in charge of the club. And if in the reality, it just doesn't work like that, unfortunately. I wish it did, but it just doesn't. Um, a couple more comments and then we'll wrap things up uh, for the moment. Uh, Bolu says, example PSG who invested in a campaign with Nike to start Jordan with PSG and now that brand has grown as more uh, than a football jersey and more of a fashion statement. Bear with me one second. Uh, yeah, I mean, it ultimately it's about you need to grow things in a commercial way that's going to have the biggest impact financially on the club. Do Arsenal have that right now? I feel like they certainly, they gained a bit of it with, with bringing Adidas in. And I think they would have definitely made more shirt sales by having Adidas there rather than Puma. That we got more money through that deal anyway with the 60 million pounds and people buy more shirts, etc. Um, but being out of the Champions League, not being in the top tier competitions has a huge impact on your brand, on your view, on your image. PSG are in the Champions League and will seemingly always be in the Champions League. So they have that. Arsenal haven't yet been able to do anything close to that. And so in the most important period financially for football, Arsenal have lost out at the worst possible time. Um, Argy says, opinions do not matter when it comes to Terraria. He's been homesick since he joined. He will go whether Arteta or fans rate him or not. I agree with you. I think he will go. Joshua says, hi, Tom. I believe that our only hope is to trust in youth and Arteta's ability to coach them. Um, we can trust in youth, Joshua, but I also think we need to bring in, bring in prime players as well that are going to have an immediate impact. Um, but yeah, really appreciate everyone that has tuned in for today. I know I've just given basically my raw reaction, as the show name suggests, to the financial things. And there are a lot more people out there that could give you a more comprehensive uh, look uh, at those in a more analytical way. But I feel like giving that kind of breakdown, that raw reaction to it also brings an element of uh of education in itself so i hope you've appreciated the thoughts i hope you've taken something from it i hope you've learned something in regards to the finances even if it was a tiny little thing about maybe where the club is going and the situation that we're in uh, if you have enjoyed the show please drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel and we will be back again tonight at 9 p.m to discuss 
Arsenal's fated league position with Sophie from the Highbury squad. There's plenty of Arsenal shows on this evening. You've got same old Arsenal, she knows Arsenal. Uh, you've got the Gooners pod a little bit later on at 10 o'clock tonight as well. There's plenty of stuff going on this evening. The Highbury squad are also doing a show of their own at 8 o'clock as well. So there's loads of Arsenal content for you this evening. And uh, we'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.